Hi, I'm Jonathan Goubert. Limitless is not an IT podcast because while being digital is about strategy and organization, the truth is it's really about the people. So the people on our show are digital leaders that know what it takes when it comes to digital transformations. And we also talk to a top athlete who really knows what it takes to overcome hurdles. Today's show is called the Energetic Transformation Edition, and my guest is Mario Sackerbeck, CIO of Eneco, an energy giant in the Netherlands, Germany, and Belgium. Hello, Mario. Hi, nice to meet you. And for sure, you've been taking a lot of big decisions over the last few years. And my expert co-host is Gerdard Weyers. He's a consultant and one of the founders of Anderson MacGyver. He's sitting to, yes. my, to my right. Hello, yeah. Gerard. Hi, Jonathan. Nice to be here. Well, it's your it's your office. Yeah, so that's no true. wonder you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel completely at home. You do. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, you guys know each other. I mean, this isn't the first time you're meeting, right? How did you two meet? Uh, I think it goes back 25 years ago, something like that, for in, sure. Yeah. yeah, in the publishing area. In the and publishing area. Yeah, at uh, yeah. at Walter Kluwer. That was oh, our first right. uh, that we met. That's right. That's one of the biggest Dutch, uh, one of yeah. the biggest publishers in the world, not just one of the biggest Dutch ones, right? Yeah, and there we did uh, the first digital transformation uh, from the traditional uh, publishing towards more electronic publishing. So this, is, this has been going on for a while here? Yes. Oh, yeah. excellent. Okay, well, we'll talk more about that later. Mario, why don't you just tell us just a, a little bit uh, about Eneco. Here's what I know. It's uh, a big energy concern. There are a lot of energy companies these days, a lot more. What makes an eco special and different? I think if you look at the purpose of, of an eco, then we want to have sustainable energy for everybody. So we not only want to deliver energy, but we also want to do it in a sustainable uh, way. And we are always the, the front leader in, in making the next step in that energy transition with, uh, with our customers. Can you give me an example? to more uh, electrifying uh, the heating of the houses, for example, or insights in your energy consumptions, etc. I need to get you into my house. I got too much gas going on yeah. right now. I'm uh, trying, uh, but my house is old. I have, is, some, I have some solutions for we, you. We, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about this later, yeah, just perfect. you and me. Yeah. So Mario, we always ask our guests to uh, bring a sound with them to the show, a sound that's meaningful to them, special. This is what you brought. Let's listen. Do, do you know this song, Gerard? No, I didn't. Up till he, he said it was there, and uh, so um, I'm more of a, let's say, summertime, more the jazz. Of jazz, <laughs> yes. You're more of a jazz fan, right? <laughs> so, um, and Mario, this is a year of summer by someone called Niels Geusebroek, and uh, why have you chosen to torture me with this? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because it really gives me an, uh, a positive uh, energy. And um, th that's how I uh, standing in life. I always look for, uh, for opportunities and for chances, always looking forward and not too much backwards. Um, and it, this re reflects that uh, pretty much. Um, there, also is, there is a sentence in, uh, in the song, uh, Getting Out of Control. Uh, and that's also how I look at, uh, for example, my teams. If I set a goal, then you achieve maybe that goal. But if you get loose, that little bit loose of that, that goal, you might even go further with your team. 
So it's it's really reflecting how I look at uh, high performance teams. So I mean, is this something that you? I mean, this is. I mean, I kind of wrote jokingly. I kind of wrote in the script. Um, so you're on your way to the office for a challenging day, Mario, and you put year of summer, and presumably you drop the base in order to get yourself psyched up and ready uh, uh, for the day. Does this song actually help you deal with challenges? Yeah, and especially in, in looking at what the what the opportunities are, and not only thinking in problems. And then, okay, what's in it for the customer? What can I do? Uh, how can I achieve that uh, innovation? Uh, always looking at more the bright side than uh, why this happened or how do I handle that? No, looking at, uh, at, at what are the opportunities. That's fantastic. It's great that you get that from that. I mean, I'm dumping on the song a little bit because it's not exactly my genre, but if that's what you get from it, then that's fantastic. It can be every power number, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, from the year of summer to uh, the icy winter, we have a personal message to you from a man who knows no limits. The former world champion, short track skating and Dutch national coach with a message just for you, Jeroen Alter. From Anderson MacGyver, this is Limitless. Hi, Mario. This is Jeroen Otter, and I'm the national head coach of the Dutch short track speed skating team. The first question that rises to the occasion is, how did you communicate when 44 townships and cities were part owners? And since recently, Eneco has a new owner, the Japanese giant Mitsubishi. And then of course the question is, what changes when Eneco board members suddenly have to work with a strongly hierarchically classified country like Japan? And personally, I remember the 1998 Olympic games in Nagano when I needed a simple ice resurface, that's a regular water flood. It took my whole practice time to finally getting the answer, simply due to the fact that no one was granted to make the decision except the boss himself, who of course had better things to do <laughs> during the Olympic Games. Prior to the games in Vancouver in 2010, and two years ago, I worked with two Japanese speed skaters. One thing that I did notice in both years was the amount of info that got lost in translation. And the challenge to get socially connected with the Dutch and other Western oriented skaters. And my question is, do you experience any of this? And how do you, and did you handle it? Thank you very much. So there's a lot of questions there. Let me take back to the first question because I just realized I, I missed it. 40 townships transforming? 44 townships at the very, what, what is he talking about there? I completely missed that part. It's Do you the, not know? Uh, it's the shareholders of uh, NACO before it was sold to Mitsubishi. So it was really... Uh, there were lo local owned. governments in the Netherlands, so... They were the owner. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah. I think the question was, how did you manage to convince people to go, go along with this? Yeah, it, it was pretty good. Uh, and I, I must say, if I look at the effect of Mitsubishi uh, on, on the, the selling of, of NACO... Uh, the first thing you notice is, of course, that we are we were a typical Rotterdam company with, with Dutch language, and you have to switch to uh, to English, and that you see that as, that's a hurdle for a lot of people. But the good news is that we speak as, as, as in the Netherlands we speak pretty good English compared, especially to the Japanese. So the, 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 if there is something lost in translation, most of the time it's due to uh, to that fact. Right. So uh, you didn't have a hard time convincing people to go along with the, with the purchase? and No? Not no. at all. Because if you look at the both companies, they are also for, for, for the long run. 
Uh, the purpose is to, to have a sustainable energy uh, company. And Mitsubishi, traditional Japanese uh, companies, also look for the long term. So it was a really perfect match. Right. So when when do things, though, get lost in translation? Because I think part of the example that Jeroen Alter was giving was that there's a difference in the way uh, the Dutch and the Japanese approach hierarchy. The, the Japanese have a, have a very vertically shaped hierarchy with the boss at the top taking really all the decisions, whereas the Dutch have a much flatter hierarchy. Mm-hmm. First, there's a lot. I mean, the boss takes decisions, obviously, but first there's a huge amount of discussion, mm-hmm. right? And everybody gets to give their opinion about things. And then in the end, after long deliberations, decisions are taken. So how did you manage to, to merge the way these things work? I think you have to take uh, both, uh, the, the good thing of both worlds. If you look at uh, the, the Dutch, then uh, we set a point on the horizon and work to that. And, and the way to it is, is more going from left to right, and then in the end you, you reach your goal. If you look at the Japanese way, um, they, they first want to, to stipulate the whole path towards that end uh, state on the, on the horizon. Uh, and sometimes it's also good because we are m- maybe sometimes too agile uh, and get too loose. Uh, and if you c- combine that uh, both together, then you have a win-win situation. So you feel like this really works. You managed to successfully combine the Dutch way of deliberating everything first and then deciding with the Japanese, let's bring it to the top. Let's go straight for it. Yeah. 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 We are now um, one year down the road. And I must say it, it really br- brought the good things for, uh, for Eneco. Yeah, in the way we we going forward. Can you give me an example of something where you thought, you know what? If we had just been a, a, a local Rotterdam company, we would still be talking about this. No, for and now example, that we're now that we're working with Mitsubishi, we're getting it actually done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, think bigger. Uh, we always was looking at, at at Rotterdam, the Netherlands, etc. And, and if you look at now in Eco, we have subsidiaries in uh, in in uh, Germany and subsidiaries in Belgium. And together, we, we, we are even uh, uh, bigger than, than we used to be. And also, if you look at investments in, in, in windmill parks and, and solar panel parks, a thing bigger, it's, it's, it's more Europe than it was the Rotterdam. So you uh, guys are really ambitious now. We already were, but even more. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to restate that. Uh, you guys are even more ambitious now. Yes, we are. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Good. <laughs> I got that one right. Okay. So, uh, Mario, you actually started as CIO around three years ago there. Is that correct? That's correct. When you turned up, what did the digital infrastructure look like at that time? It was, it was scattered around the organization. So we had seven different IT departments uh, in every business unit. So, for example, the consumer, the, 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 the small business and the, the enterprises. Uh, we had heat and industrials for more the, the heating networks. We had uh, solar and wind and, and, and a few others. Um, and everybody was doing a little bit the same. It was not structured. It was not organized. Uh, what do you mean a little bit the same? You mean like they were duplicating everybody else's work? Everybody was b- busy with his own digital st- transformation. Right. And if you look from a, cost- a customer perspective... You see in Eco as one company, uh, so it's, it's one value chain with one operating model. Um, but sometimes the, the customer has uh, three or four entries into, uh, into our company. So you want to structure that in your digital transformation. But on the other side, what I also saw is a lot of uh, ventures and, uh, and M&A activities. Uh, we were really front runner in that energy transition. So we invested heavily in, for example, uh, smart thermostats like the, like the Tone. 
uh, which can heat up your, your house and you can do that remotely. That was really, um, uh, at that time, really high-end. Um, and, and, and that was yeah, the starting point for well, me. Now, was yeah. this an issue? I mean, when you looked at it, do you think to yourself, this is okay, I can work with this? Or did you think to yourself, oh, no, 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 no. It, 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 we need to change this. No, I, I think you have to take both from, from both worlds, uh, the good things from both worlds, because uh, it also gives you some speed, eh? for, for example, in some niche areas. But if you really want to help that customer in the whole uh, set of Eneco, then you need, really need to change that. And that's what we decided to do. What, what exactly did you decide to do? We decided to, to, to centralize the IT activities and, and get rid of the duplicates in that, uh, in, in, in contracts, in, in, in partnerships, in, in, in platforms, in, in all kinds of projects. Uh, and we built up the business technology uh, organization. And, and we, yeah, we consolidated all the IT uh, and data capabilities into that unit. Right. And so you turned up there, you took a helicopter view of everything that was going on, and you pronounced it... Not good. And therefore, you decided it all needed to change. So everybody's little island that they were all working with, where everybody was their own boss of their own little fiefdom, their own IT fiefdom, you came in and said, you're all going to consolidate to my ID fiefdom. It's going to be one big thing that's going to be centrally controlled. And they all said, yeah, let's do it. That's great. Let's do this as fast as we can tomorrow, right? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, I must say it was not, it was not bad, but it, it could be just better. In, in the, and, and we were entering a new phase. And, and I must say that also the board saw that uh, we had to enter that phase. So I had really good backup of the board in changing that. Otherwise, so you, you, you had you, support. You had support. I, I really had support in yeah. that. Yeah. So when was the moment you decided to call uh, Gerard and said, you need to come aboard here? That was already after two or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the main reason was that it, it, I, I, I entered the, the, the Eneco organization and, and, and um, in my first uh, talking with, with all the business leaders, they all said, ah, it's, it's fantastic, it's good, it's, uh, look at this and then that innovation, etc." And uh, I was pulling up every stone in every corner And, and after two weeks, I stopped uh, pulling over every stone. I said, okay, leave that stone for later. Maybe it's good to... You didn't to like it. what you saw under the stone. <laughs> not, n- not all the stones, no. Oh, another snake. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, uh, uh, the, the first thing I had to do was to, to get a uh, uh, view on what's happening in the, in the company. And, and um, we, d- we did some transformation in the, at Walters Kluwer. We did also a transformation at uh, TNT Postnl uh, together. And, and this is really comparable. It's, it's a, a commodity kind of company. It's transforming in its business model. It's becoming digital. Uh, and, and you see that, that yeah, it's reflecting the, the same situation. Well, let me just uh, ask you, Gerda, when you were asked to come in very early on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and you saw what the task was ahead of you. Let's just pretend Mario's not here for a second. Yes. Okay. Just, just you and me now okay. talking. You, so. you saw the task ahead of you. What's the first thing that went through your head? Um, I'm also a, a consultant who uh, loves to work with certain people, you know. So uh, for me, if Mario asks something, I know something will start to happen. No, no, I know that you like to so, work with. I know that you like to work yeah. with. You guys have worked together with Walter Kluwer and TNT Post. I got that. Yeah. 
when you saw what the task was, what it was that you had to do, the actual yeah. job that was ahead of you, what's the thing that went, first thing that went through your head? Um, I would say this was the real necessary thing for an acre to do. Yeah, so, uh, it wasn't intimidating or... No, no, I think that, um, you know, with all our customers, uh, it's crucial that, that, that all the technology and data capability you have, that's, that's, that's the, the, the core of the transformation that is needed. So if you have every person, every decision-making uh, person see it as their personal hobby, you don't come. But of course, you realize a part of your job was to be able to convince all the different people there yeah, yeah. to stop what they were doing and to go do the thing that you wanted them to do. Yes, and that's uh, that's probably why Mario called us because I think we are extremely good in in facilitating workshops and discussions and uh, creating a a, uh, a compelling story for the coming three to five years, uh, finding the new team uh, and giving uh, because I think both. We as a company, but also Mario, we, we want to give opportunities and uh, ambitions to people. So that was really a very good uh, first three to six months to really create this new dream uh, for a new, more international, more tech and data-driven Eneco. Uh, reusing uh, a lot of small diamonds, uh, brilliance, uh, Good people that were everywhere in the company. Three diamonds, if you will. Yeah. That's what Mitsubishi means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My learning point. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also yeah. needed an independent eye uh, to, to, to look at the situation and, and, and compare to, to best practices in the market. Uh, how do you handle that? How do you do that transformation? And, and that really helps if you... Uh, use a company like uh, like Anderson. A serious question, actually, and this is really out of my own personal curiosity. What's the harder job? The transformation that you know you have to make, in other words, the goal, the end goal that you, which is good, a big technological change, or getting people to understand what it is you want to do and to go along with you and to cooperate. What's the harder part? For me, the harder part is, of course, to create that vision and and the dream uh, to get people to see your dream. To create a dream, because I think that was not... Uh, I, I still remember, I think it was the second workshop where, where Mario and his potentially new leadership team uh, came together. And that I think three or four of the seven people said, we didn't do this the last five years. We never talked about strategy. We never talked about the future. We always were just living in the day-to-day -day business, you know. And so th that was so inspiring for them to really uh, start thinking about, okay... Where do we go ahead for? And then if I strongly believe that if you give people and a team uh, a perspective and a, and a challenge, they, they, they want to, to fight for you. And that's, that's also what I see in the management team of Mario. You know, okay, he's, he can be tough. He creates something that, that you have to work on, but you do it together. And that's, um, so um, um, I think that, that transforming it from, okay, there will be change to, okay, but this is, this is great, you know, this is, this is really something that we couldn't do in the past. Uh, we, we, we couldn't develop this kind of uh, uh, tech-driven uh, company uh, where uh, you just have uh, all kinds of marketeers who are selling the, the old stuff and the, and the traditional energy uh, markets. And, uh, and you see that um, um, there was a lot of energy in the, in the room. 
Uh, was there any resistance? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think, and uh, um, uh, we didn't win all the positions we had in mind, or battles, or how you call them. Uh, so some of them we took two years later, <laughs> 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 or four years later, <laughs> or uh, and that's also, you know, it's also. Uh, Is that uh, strategic thinking? Is that you guys understood that you were going to come back and revisit this later on? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we did. Yeah. And I, I really picked the, 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 my management team uh, with, with a good balance between knowledge of the market, uh, the right skill set, but also people focused or result focused uh, or more in, in the procedure focused. Uh, to have the, the good balance, to, to really have that snowball inside of the Eneco with, with, with that transformation. So it's, it's not about the digital transformation, it's more the organizational transformation. On the other side, Eneco uh, uh, is an energy company and everybody's a uh, commodity, uh, you deliver, uh, you deliver uh, uh, gas and, uh, and power. Um, but in the energy transition, it, it, it is really a complex uh, thing because you have that digitalization, you have the decarbonization, you have your customers with all kinds of questions. How do I do have my personal energy transformation? You have the distributed energy uh, uh, with all the solar panel power uh, on, on, on rooftops. So it's, it's really, from a technical perspective, really complex. I almost feel like I need to ask you, what is the world that you're working in now like? You're, you're there just three years, right? Yep. It's only three years. How different are things now, though, three years on? Um, and by that, I mean like big picture. Like how different is it? No, the big picture is that I had, at that time, I had... 200 plus projects, and now I have three to four really diff, uh, lighthouses, the, the transformation programs, where business, IT, and operations are working together. That's a huge difference in the way how we work uh, in uh, in an eco. Um, the second is that at that time I had 300 plus uh, suppliers, and now 80% of my spend is with, uh, with my top 10 strategic partners. So I'm using all the knowledge from the market in accelerating our digital transformation. That's totally different. So the next phase we are now entering is going to open systems where we really build an ecosystem with, with, with third parties uh, so that we can uh, handle uh, our products and services better to, to our customers with third parties. What, what does that mean? Like if I were your customer, how would I experience you differently as my energy no, for example, uh, we're working together with uh, all kinds of lease companies uh, because there uh, the electrifying from, from, from vehicles started. So then you need the charging pool. So why don't we connect the system of our lease companies directly to our systems instead of just giving them leads or giving the uh, customer information? But directly connection. That really saves a lot of time. And also uh, you really get that 360 degree view on, uh, on our customers and really can help them in that energy transition. You know, this leads me to this uh, question that I, when I was uh, doing research for this interview and I read an interview with you, you said that, and let me see, here's the quote, you are transforming Ineco into an IT company. Yeah, I, I, I believe that, that almost every company uh, becomes an IT company because you're really going to uh, be dependent on, 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 on digital and in data and digital. Data is the new oil. There is where the really new business models come from. And you have to use that in, in, in compare it with, with your current business models. Did you just say data is the new oil? Yeah. What is that? Well, that's amazing. What does that mean? <laughs> and can I quote that? 
I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> Mario Zuckerberg says data is the new oil. What exactly does that mean? That, that means that, that if you look at, at, at our customers, that they, sometimes they use the, the phone and call our uh, call uh, centers. Uh, sometimes they use the app. Uh, we have smart meters. We, we have uh, IoT devices. We have charging poles. And you want to connect all those uh, devices and assets uh, and and and. and Use artificial intelligence and and, and and data analytics on top of it to, to provide the best services to uh, to your customer. What do you mean you want to connect all those assets? What do you mean? Uh, you want to have insights, for example, how many uh, how many kilowatts does my uh, solar panels on my roof uh, deliver me, and what does that save on my energy bill? Um, what the insights of your energy bill? What what is using the most in in my home, for example? Right. Is it with the refrigerator or is it a washing machine or is it your car? And then you can look at it and then what can I do with it? Do I need more solar panels or uh, do I have to, to change the, the refrigerator or the washing machine because it's too old? Yeah, that, I mean, that's really, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and um, maybe for me it was an interesting moment that in the, in, in the energy sector, everything is related to everything in some way. And maybe uh, you remember a moment I, I had it personally. Uh, I was in the car and it was really stormy weather and you see such a very large windmill and it's not working. It, it's just doing nothing there. And that's strange, you know, because there is a lot of wind. So you think you should go like hell, you know, deliver a lot of energy. But there is no place where the energy can flow to. So because everything is connected, so the whole energy system is connected uh, that windmill has to know that there is no place where it can deliver the, its energy. And that doesn't make sense, therefore, uh, to, to, to be in operations. And because everything is connected and every house and every, uh, every field and every sea is starting to deliver energy, you have a very complicated system to manage all the energy. And that's why data is the real oil, because data is the only way to, to have everybody in the system informed on what to do as the next best action. And that's why tech and data is really crucial in the energy sector. It's uh, it's it's really an amazing complex system. So you know you know this is you know I usually save this question for almost like the end of the interview, but I think this is I have to ask you right now. Five years down the line, let's say I have an Eco or one of your competitors who are probably thinking along similar lines at this point, just to keep up. Uh, if if I have an Eco as a, and I'm your customer. How will I experience my interaction with you as a company? Uh, you will see everything in your app, of course, because that's the, the digital channels we are choosing. Like an Eco app? An Eco yeah. app. Yeah, we already have that one, and we're now integrating all the, the services we, uh, we have. Uh, you can see exactly what your uh, current uh, usage is. You can also see what, uh, what is what you get from your solar panels, etc., but you can also see where your energy comes from and what you can do it to, to lower it uh, with all the actions you, you do normally in your, in your house. It will give you advice. Uh, yeah. It will certainly give you advice. And, and, and in my long dream is that we will manage that for you in, in our energy as a service kind of propositions. What should I imagine by manage that for me? That, that uh, we heating up your house at the right moment uh, or, or slowing down or, uh, or your 
advise you to to uh, to charge your car now or uh, at three o'clock at night, for example. Right, and there's a good reason to do that, right? Because you're going to want to charge the car at night or the car itself. This is this is what I think you're saying, right? Let's say I have an electric car, and I do. Uh, um, but I'll plug yeah. it in because I want the car charged uh, so that it's ready in the morning. And it takes hours and hours and hours, unfortunately. Um, but, of course, if I plug it in at 6 o'clock when everybody is awake, everybody is using electricity at that particular yeah. time. So the price will be higher. Yep. Exactly. The price will be higher. Can I then sort of set with the app for the charging to start at 3 in the morning? Yeah, or re or rehandle that for you because you said I want to have a full battery at seven o'clock in the morning, and we handle for you the best moments to charge it at the lowest price. Okay, that's cool. That's something that I mean, and it's cool in the sense because it's very practical. Like I really understand what the benefit of that is. Some yeah. things are, are are sometimes difficult to understand, but this one I get. Yeah, that's but the, but the really same clear. Is, but yeah. the same is with heating up your your house. Eh? Right. It, 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 that's the most expensive one, eh? because the, the gas boilers you have in, in your home, if you transform that towards more, the heat pumps and, uh, and things like that, then you really can do the same with heating up your house at the right moment. Uh, I, I like saving <laughs> money. <laughs> Cheaper is my favorite we, price. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I know this is hard to believe, but we're actually coming to the end of the show. Oh, I and know. Yeah, I know. Went fast, right? Yeah. 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 The, the, what we always do at the end of the show, of course, is uh, we ask you guys to really be limitless, which is the name of our program, Mario. Um, so I want you to think big. I want you to think beyond the wall outlet, beyond the app. Uh, think about where IT is taking society itself. What is the big thing coming down the line that you can see that's going to change the world? This to both of you, actually. I think for me is that it's really the, the entering of artificial intelligence and making uh, devices smart and, and let them think for itself and, 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 and uh, optimize uh, the, 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 the networks we, we, uh, we have in, uh, in, the, in the Netherlands and, and, uh, and abroad. What does that mean? We are now handling devices. Uh, so we, we put on our smartphone, we, we uh, start up our app uh, but in the end, uh, those devices manage itself. Uh, like like uh, the, the usage of your, that your car is thinking, when do I need to be charged? Because I know what, what I'm driving. I know where my uh, driver wants to go to, uh, at what time, how much energy do I need? Where can I charge at the cheapest? Because maybe is that not at your home, but maybe is it down the road? And then it really puts you... To uh, the, the that charging pole that that's most interesting for you, and I th I think that that can happen in the next ten years. And you, Gerard, what for you is yeah uh, for me it's really uh, data. I think it's uh, it's uh, the technology is going that fast that that every microsecond we can uh, collect data, uh, analyze data, uh, process it, and uh, it makes companies, it makes houses, it makes every. Every device, every machine, it makes it smart, and it, I, I really, you know, uh, one of the parts is of course AI, which 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 is really about uh, processing all that data. But the the, the core is really uh, that we 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 move to a uh, twin uh, society where twin, uh, yeah. So we have a physical people world, and we have a real digital data world, and uh, they are both. Uh, uh, needing each other. 
So uh, he's, he's, he's delivering the platforms and I'm doing the services. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, is he saying we should all be cyborgs? <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, but yeah. Let, let's 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 uh, do a meeting in ten years' time, uh, yeah. Jonathan. Because when the moment comes to put the chip in your head, are you going to be in line first I'm, in line? I'm, I'm uh, no, but I, I I'm for sure that I'm for sure that uh, you know it's uh, your car is smart, your watch is uh, smart, your your clothes will be smart. Uh, be smart. Yeah, so it's in some way we will start learn uh, that uh, devices will uh, extend. I, I actually think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's we, uh, we will connect with them. Yeah. More than yeah. through our screens. So and that's that's really what's going on, and that's going on with companies, with with, with you and me as a human being. That uh, we will be uh, we will delivering data. Okay, it's yeah. time for you to do your your job now, Gerard. We always have the the AMG co-host sums up what one what they the one thing people should take away from the show. If there is one thing that that you really have to learn from uh, from Mario, it's that. Uh, you have to uh, create big dreams and uh, promising perspectives, and you must have the balls and the, and the energy to to drive to get there. That's big dreams, big balls. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. I okay. literally could not have said that better. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it for this uh, episode of Limitless. Today's guests were Mario Sackerbeck, CIO of Ineco and Gerard Weyers, consultant and founder, co-founder of Anderson MacGyver. And of course, our podcast coach in chief, skating champ and Dutch national short track team coach, champion, Jeroen Otter. I, every time I say his name, I make his uh, title longer. I've noticed every show. <laughs> Limitless is a podcast from Anderson MacGyver. To learn more, go to our website, andersonmacgyver.com, andersonmacgyver.com. Don't forget to share and rate our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jonathan Gruber. This was Limitless, and may your day be without limits. <laughs>